to all Model E friends. Give it up. You are now an avid listener of the E and Friends podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now you guys know that I really appreciate you. I appreciate our interaction. I appreciate your tweets, your like, your shares, all your conversation. Let's keep that going because I am here to help you and you are here to help me. So let's work together and do this. Welcome back to another episode. Tonight, I am giving you another solo dola. So guys, we got a lot of good things to talk about tonight. Um, Remember back in my past episodes, I've talked about um, your shower personality. And I actually had a guest on the podcast and it was Miss Sunshine from Mocha Minutes Podcast and that episode was a very big hit. We had a lot of people on edge on what body parts should wash first. Um, I don't think we had nobody that actually washed their feet first, but a lot of people did wash under their arms first and under the arms was one of the, the best places to start. So um, I want to kind of do something a little in conjunction to that. So make sure you go back and you listen to the episode if you have to. If not, that's fine. Listen to this one and then you can always go back. I can't remember exactly what episode it is, but it's there. So it's called Shower Personality with Sunshine, a.k.a. Mocha Minutes Podcast. Now, before I start the show, I would like for you guys to keep up with me on social media on Instagram at ENFriendsPod. Also, my personal Instagram is Model E, that's M O D E L underscore E underscore. And also on Twitter, it is Erica Jones with the Z on the end. So let's go ahead and start the show. All right, so let's get into some shower habits you should ditch. The first thing I have on my list is washing your face okay before you start thinking i'm not saying do not wash your face what this is simply saying is it's easier and is less messier to wash your face when you're already in the shower however despite the whole convenience thing is really not good for your face Now, this is coming from another source. This is not from me, but I will tell you that I do not wash my face while I'm in the shower. I, the only time I wash my face while I'm in the shower is unless I have a fresh towel. Other than that, I have a separate towel that I wash my face with, and I do that once I'm out the shower. So it goes in the states that the water that you shower in will typically be a little bit more hotter than what you will wash with, you know, at the sink. And it's saying that high temperatures can make your skin dry out very quickly. Everybody in agreement with that? Let me know if you wash your face in the shower. Next, not washing your feet. You might be thinking that your feet make 
contact with plenty of water while you first step in the shower. So really, there's no reason to bend down and wash your feet. Uh, duh, from my perspective, the feet is always the last thing to be washed. You know, you you walk on the floor, um, sometimes without socks. Even when you're in your shoes all day, it's dirt. It's funky. It's smelly. You should really wash that last. Now, if you're not prone to having a smelly feet, and I'm not going to say that just to men, but some women does have smelly feet. You know, like I say, think about how sweaty your feet get throughout the day. But if you walk around the house or outdoors without socks or shoes, you never know what you will be picking up. And I'm not a person that walks barefoot all the time. Normally, I'm in a pair of socks, you know, or my fun socks, my little fuzzy slippers, never bare feet. And especially if I'm not in my own personal space, like my own home, I'm not walking around barefoot, right? So let me know if you wash your feet first, because if you do, mm, I got a bone to pick with you. Next, not washing or replacing your loofah regularly. Who uses a loofah? Tweet me, let me know if you use a loofah. Now, me personally, I don't use a loofah. I have tried in the past, but it's kind of not my thing. I like to have the soap to be very lathered up. And a loofah just doesn't work for me. And there are some folks out there who only use a loofah, not uses a towel. And I'm sorry, I'm not able to just use a loofah. I don't feel right washing my whole body with the loofah, putting it up for the next day. You may say it's the same thing as with the towel, but I'm going to tell you, no, it is not the same thing. But it's fine to, um, to use a loofah. But at the same time, you know, you take this loofah and you hang it over in the shower for how long? For weeks, for months, or maybe a year. You know, that's that's something that you probably don't even think about exchanging out. And then what? You have all type of stuff that comes in contact with that loofah. Not only you is in that shower, other people is in that shower as well. So if you wash with the loofah, make sure that you change it out daily and don't only use that, use a towel as well, especially for those special body parts. Yeah. All right, so next I have my list, uh, on my list, on my list is using a soap dish. Okay, we know sometimes the soap dish, like the built-in soap dish that's on the sink, okay, sometimes you just throw the soap on there and it gets all messy, or sometimes you may see a hair fall on it while you're doing your hair and all that stuff, right? So, the majority of people don't use bars of soap. Um, a lot of people use the actual liquid soap. I'm one of those persons that actually use bar soap. Um, to me, I don't feel that a liquid gives enough lather. So, um, in my opinion, I love the soap. Now, bacteria also, you know, spreads um, over that soap. Um, if you're resistant to liquid body, um, try finding like um, a wire soap dish, um, which is something that I have tried in the past and I, I actually like how it works out. It doesn't takes away from the soap. Like the soap doesn't dissolve as fast once you have a, um, a wire soap dish. 
um, or even one that has the holes in the bottom of it so the water can actually drain out, you know, once you're finished without shower. So that's a, um, um, another habit, but make sure you ditch the part of um, not having a nice, cool place to store it. Um, using scented soaps. Um, for me, as a woman, a female, um, I know there are many other females out there that have issues with using scented soaps. Me, I'm raising my hand, I have one. Um, I basically use three types of soap and I interchange with them within a couple months. I may use one um, for a month or so and then the next month and I'll go and I'll use the others. My go-to soaps are ivory. Uh, which is, I love the green aloe one, but it's very hard to find in the store. So I mainly just get the regular one, the white bar. Um, my second one is um, Lever 2000. Uh, actually, I have four. My third is the Dove. Um, Dove may be on a little bit more expensive side. You may not get as much in a package how you would do... Um, your lever 2000 and um, the fourth one that I kind of came across that I just started using probably about six months ago is the um I was about to say coast it's not the coast um is it coast yes it is coast um it's pretty good too I actually like the the fresh scent of it um I do not use like the glycerin soap um the gel looking type soap no, that stuff doesn't agree with me. But getting back to what I was talking about, um, I know scented soaps, you may want to smell like a cupcake or, you know, feel like you're in a fresh rainforest. But um, your skin can become irritated after you take a shower um, from all that fragrance on the soap. And if you have very sensitive skin, it's just best to use something unscented. So those type of soaps that I actually mentioned, um, they are definitely pretty good, but definitely ditch the scented soaps. Um, let's see, avoiding cold showers. Who take cold showers? I think the only people that take cold showers, those people that, you know, get into their little hot steamy minds and be like, oh, I need to go take a cold shower. I need to go get this off. I told you, you never know what you're going to get because I'm always going to say something that is a little off topic, but avoiding your cold showers. Most people dream of standing in cold water for more than a second, right? They don't dream of standing more than a second, but in the entire time in the shower, no, I'd rather take a nice steamy hot shower but they say that a cold shower could be very beneficial for your skin and your hair. And you only need 30 seconds under a cold stream to actually see a difference. Well, it has been time when I took a cold shower. And you know the reason why it was cold? Because someone else on the other side of the house decided that they want to cut the shower on at the same time. So therefore I took a cold shower, but you best believe that cold shower is not going to be on purpose, but there's a good thing that comes out of it. It says cold water is supposed to improve your immune function and increase your metabolism. And it increased the amount of stress you can tolerate. 
hmm, let me know if anyone tried that. You know, because there's a lot of things going on these days. And sometimes you just need to unstress, unwind, and decompose. So take a cold shower. Maybe take a glass of red wine in it. You know, you never know what could happen. Tweet me at Erica Jones with the Z on the end and let me know. Um, but in addition to speeding up your metabolism, um, a study in 2009 was done and it suggests that taking cold showers regularly could even help you lose weight over time. Mm, that's another factor. So it seemed like um, we need to start taking more cold showers and not avoiding it. Uh, a few more things on my list. Using old razors. All right. So if you're like me, um, I actually use a razor, you know, to shave my legs um, every now and then. I do not shave my legs all the time because I feel the more you shave, the more hair comes back. So I'm not into all that hair. But if you do use a razor, make sure that you replace it on a regular basis. You know, a lot of times we take a razor and we just sit it on top of the tub or hang it up and we forget about it, you know? And next thing you know, weeks or months can pass before you even think about picking up a new one because you have already forgot in your mind when did you actually got that razor. So um, make sure that you replace it on a regular and um, try to get some disposable ones. So, you know, it can cut down on costs. It'll be very less expensive. So let's cut down on using the old razor. Um, third from the last, leaving your razor in the shower. Um, we know that bacteria is in the shower because like I stated earlier, it is not only you in the shower. So there are all different types of bacteria. And while your razor is just sitting up there looking at you naked, it's sitting in that warm, wet environment. And what happens when the environment is warm and wet? You get mold, you get all other type of, uh, maybe some parasites may come. So you kind of want to store it outside the shower instead of inside and kind of hang it up so it can air dry as well. Um, skipping your shower post-workout. I was a little on the far side with this one because when I come home from a day's work, I'm ready to take a shower. I don't want to sit around in clothes that I've been in all day. But for someone to actually go to the gym and say, I don't feel like taking a shower. I'll just take it in the morning. Uh, no, that's nasty. Well, I'm going to read what it says. It says, if you like to work out late at night or in the morning before you head to work, you may decide that you're too tired or pressed for time to squeeze a shower in. However, working up a sweat can leave bacteria on your skin that will get trapped against you if you choose not to rinse it off afterwards. Close quote. I don't think I need to repeat that anymore. Wash your ass. You're sweating. You've been touching everything at the gym. You got all types of germ on you. Look, guys, I keep antibacterial um, hand sanitizer with me at all times. I'm to the point where I have my kids asking for hand sanitizer. I have one inside the car. I have one inside my bag. I have one on my desk. Um, I have one somewhere, at least in the kitchen. 
Um, I even have a big pump in my car in the door. So you come in contact with a lot of things. That's like going into the grocery store, you're touching buggies. Going to a restaurant, you're touching menus. Like those are the most nastiest things that anyone can touch. So don't skip a shower. Then you're going to go and you're going to lay in that bed all sweaty and nasty. Now you got a nasty mattress? Eh, eh, no thank you. Avoid that, okay? Ditch that. Thank you. All right, last one. Reusing dirty towels. Mm. The logic seems solid. If you only use your towel when your body's clean, how could your towel possibly get dirty, right? Well, of course, this isn't the case, but it's all right to use your towel two or three times before you finally give it a wash. But that's only if you hang it up to air dry after every single use. Just like you loofah, dead skin cells can cling to your towel and when you let it dry properly, there's a big risk for bacteria growth. Using the same towel for a week or more at a time can mean putting yourself at risk for bacterial skin infections, plus they can eventually start to smell pretty bad, end quote. This is definitely a true saying. Um, the um, previous episode that I have done with Mocha Sunshine, make sure y'all go follow her. She is a very beautiful person. It's at Mocha Sunshine. Follow her, see what she got to say. Sometimes she talks shit, but she always gives you the real. I enjoy listening to her conversation. Make sure you check it out. But um, we did have a conversation about this and a lot of people were going back and forth because the question was, do you use the same towel over and over while you taking a, a shower? And um, I was shocked. A lot of people said that they do. And the reason why I was shocked is because I have always been a, a person to use a new towel every day, a new washcloth every day, every day until I got a little older and um, some game was put up to me. It was like, hey, you know, you don't have to use a, a, the same washcloth every day, right? You know, so in my mind, I'm like, mm, yes, I do. That's how I was raised. But kind of find out uh, it wasn't so bad. But you always have one for your face. You never use your face and your body washcloth at the same time. That is definitely a no-no. Please, if you're doing that, avoid it. Ditch it. <laughs> this episode is called Ditch It. I mean, yeah, this is what I'm going to name it. That's, that's not a bad idea. So, yes, make sure you ditch that. Um, also, change your towels um, at least three to four days um, and let it dry and probably, you know, reuse it again. But um, I'm just here to give you a little bit of tips. Um, my last one I want to get into is bathing in a dirty tub. I wanted to bring this up because I know sometimes you can't clean every day. Um, but at the same time, your tub should not get that dirty to the point where you have to clean it every day. But I know there are some people who live with roommates. They have more than two to three people in the household and they all share showers. Okay, that's cool. But if you ever have to wash in a dirty tub, okay, first of all, when you sit in the tub to take a bath, that dirt is actually going back into the tub. Okay, but of course, we can't look at it that way because sometimes we do need to sit down and take a hot bath. Um, I take more showers and baths, but whenever I do get in the bath, it's just 
very calming and relaxing. And yeah, sometimes I do take a glass of wine and I cut the lights off and listen to some music because it's relaxing. Okay, so back to the subject. So the bath isn't the same as a shower, right? But we have a reminder for those of you out there that take them. Clean your bathtub every once in a while. It's a chore, but it's an important one. If you're going to be sitting in a tub full of water for any period of time, you want to make sure that there's nothing mixing in with your soak that you haven't added intentionally. So make sure you wash your tub. Um, if you got a dirty tub, send me a message or tweet me on Twitter. I want to see how dirty your tub is so I can talk shit, right? Sugar Model E. You know how I do? All right, guys. So thank you. Make sure you go and you ditch those habits. Okay? Let's not bring dirty habits. All right. So my next thing I want to get into is I have a question. I posted this question on uh, Facebook and also on Instagram. And I think I did it on Twitter. Basically, um, I have something from BET. BET said that, well, first of all, I just recently found out that T.I. had a podcast. I didn't know that. And it looks like it's called Expeditiously. Expeditiously. Y'all know how he used those words. I, I can't even with T.I. because he stretches words or he be making up words. But this was the name of his podcast. And it says that and it asks the question, should women marry for love or security? So what they did is they went and, um, no, I'm sorry, I'm talking about something else. So when they asked this question, should women marry for love or security? Um, Tiny, his wife, was actually on the podcast and she said that Candy Burroughs' mom told her to marry for security and not love. And she goes on and she says, quote unquote, I will never forget when I was about 16 or 15 years old, my aunt Joyce, Candy's mama, told me don't marry for love. She said during the interview, marry for um, what she say, security. So, quote unquote. We're sure her bestie's mom had the best of intentions, but the debate between love or security when it comes to marriage struck a chord with social media. So, you know, social media didn't like that. It was like, well, huh? Y'all know how social media do. So it goes on and it says, it may be safe to say that T.I. chose, that Tiny chose love when she wed T.I. Since the escape member was certainly the breadwinner at that time. But what do a majority of women choose when it comes to time to tie the knot. So what they did is they asked the ladies uh, behind the scenes at BET, and this is what some of them said. Um, someone said, marry for love first, and if necessary, remarry for security. It goes on and says, I think women should marry for love first, and if they have the remarrying, it should be for security the second time around. Marriage should be for love, ideally, but unfortunately, some things happen and the relationship doesn't work out 
If this does happen, then woman should definitely marry for financial security the second time around. Hmm, how do you feel about that? Hmm, all right, so someone else says, in today's society, there is no security. What? Let me see what they had to say about this. So she goes on and she says, I think women should marry for love. In today's world, there's no security in anything, so might as well enjoy the experience. I recommend marrying someone with ambition and respect that creates love, security, and a happy family. I'm not going to go no further and read any more of this, but um, Brittany Taylor, girl from BET, thank you. I think you should marry for love. Because love is a beautiful thing. And I know back in the olden days, they didn't marry for love. It was for what? A pig or a horse. It was for security. Dad was making sure that his daughter was going to be secured by a certain man. And if they loved each other later on, woohoo, so be it. If not, then gonna have to figure that shit out right <laughs> so um i actually like i said earlier i did ask the people on facebook about this and this is what some of the local celebrities had to say and shout out to facebook my, my people's really stepped it up i wasn't expecting y'all to do all this really but thank you but i'm gonna read some of y'all comment so first on the list i have otis vaughn and vaughn is a young man and he says love because if it's about the money he can always buy another woman oh shit hey if i got money i could buy me another woman so we gotta be about the love I feel you on that, Vaughn. Next on the left, I have Shauna Williams. Shauna says, love, there is no such thing as financial security unless you are wealthy. When I say wealthy, I mean your children, children, children will inherit a fortune long after you are deceased. Other than that, I have personally witnessed couples go from two solid incomes to one due to cancer and other illnesses. Even rich people go broke from drug habits or mismanagement if you love someone as long as your basic needs are met you can be happy money is only required for basic survival thank you shauna um i definitely agree love um you definitely have to be love first and um financial security you guys can secure that together as they say secure the bag all right, we got Haley. Haley Jansen says, financial security or lack of shouldn't be the foundation or the deal breaker in the relationship. However, it does make a difference when you can find a match that level with someone else because if the two of you can contribute to each other's wealth and well-being and don't live beyond your means, it'll work. Love always finds a way through broke times and when things are going good. And in my opinion, remember those vows if you're married in a relationship, it says for better or for worse. Who believes that? And I, I'm feeling Haley. Like it shouldn't it shouldn't be a foundation or a deal breaker because however, if we love each other, we are doing this together, 
we should work together at this and we'll make it work because I always believe if two people want something to happen, it will happen. That's just my opinion. Jackie Sanders, hey Jackie. Jackie says, girls, them finances come and go, but that love big gonna keep on biting. That's right, girl. Love. I have Erica D's, my classmate. She says, love. She can secure her own bag, but there's something about feeling loved right by that right person. That's what I'm saying. We can secure the bag together, but love feels good when you're sharing it with somebody else. Damn, I'm being cheesy tonight, am I? <laughs> All right, Miss Sandy. She's at home chilling on the couch while I got all these years to work. Miss Sandy says, first time love, second time finance, third time companionship. After that, learn to love yourself, balance your finances, and find yourself some good friends for companionship. Right on, Miss Sandy. You tell them. Uh, let's see. Tanisha Finley says, er, both. I say love. Finances can always change. Definitely. Finances can always change. If we love each other, we can make that money talk, honey. All right. Uh, next, I have Maria Alexander. She says love. We got another love. Everybody is for love now. She says people should marry based on love. With loves come the family responsibility. Building wealth and financial security is part of the process. Building the kid's college fund, teaching the child about how to manage money, being generous as well. Rich people are not born rich. They were frugal at some point in time and made right decisions. Saving in both IRAs, investing, creating a nest, and buying material things like land that would never depreciate instead gain value. Always marry for love, and the second portion will come as you both want or not. Most people stick to the excuse, I am broke and will always be broke. Nope, not if you make the right choices. Trust me, been there. Marriage is about family and securing the financial well-being for the family together. But thank you, Maria. That was a very sweet way to point it out. And But in my opinion... Some people are born with the spoon in their mouth and a red carpet already designed for them. But I feel where you're coming from. We got to create that nest together. My girl Kiva says, financial security. She said, I once married for love. It was very short and irritating. I'm now married to the love of my life, but I made sure he was financially stable first. There you go, girl. That's my homegirl. And that sounds just like her, too. She mean every bit of that shit. And Lemon Mosby says, we have a male in the building. He says, love, don't keep the lights on. When he said that, I thought about that song. Love don't live here anymore. Now, I'm not a singer, but I can do a little something, song. All right. We got another guy in the building. We got Lancelot. He says neither. Complete yourself first. Learn to love yourself and learn about finances. Master both. Then find someone who has mastered both as well. Then common interests, love, and etc. Okay, Lance. Alright, I see where you're coming from. Make sure you practice what you preach, okay? Alright. Sheila. Sheila 
Renee, she remixes more. All right. Sheila says, it depends on the woman. Some marry for financial security, others for emotional security, more often than not, quote. And others, physical security. I feel more like mentally towards love, sex, and companionship. Yeah, I agree. Um, the older I get and the more older woman that I come in contact with, they say most men just want sex. They don't want love. Is that really true? Do men really just want sex? Come on, men. Give me your opinions. You, you got to change these minds of these women because what are y'all portraying out here? It's not love. Seem like y'all just want one thing. And us women, we want to settle down. We want to love. We got love. We got time that we want to give to y'all. Well, not me. I'm already giving somebody else my love and time. But y'all know what I'm saying. All right. So here come my mother-in-law. Verily says, where do the trust come in before love or after before the finances or after? Okay. Verily asking the questions here. I know the answer. So what is your answer? If you don't know. If you do not have trust in a person, how can you love them? That's definitely true. It does begins with trust. If I don't trust someone, it's going to be hard for me to maintain around you. If I can't trust you, how can I do things with you? How can I have this life with you? How can I have kids with you? Thank you, Verily. You put a little wrench in it. Thank you for throwing that little monkey wrench because I don't think no one really thought about the trust part. You have to trust first. Now, like I say, now back in the olden days, it wasn't none of that. It was just for what? A cow and a horse. That's security. Dad just want to make sure that daughter is fine and secured and safe. But we got to trust each other. Especially these days. It's a different day and age here. And it's a little crazy out here. Right? Alright. So, uh, Barbara Stanley, my stepmom, she said, You married and it better be for love. Yes, ma'am. I did. <laughs> and, of course, we got another man in the building. Mr. Dino Red. From the Shiznit show, he says they should marry for these. And y'all should see the meme. Y'all know the meme, the guy come on, he said, these nuts? Yeah. Dino, get off my podcast with that shit, man. <laughs> Talk to you later, though. All right, so we got Renee Lewis. She says, love, but he needs to be able to hold himself and share like I do. It costs money to live. You know, Renee... I feel you. Just like Will Lemon says, love don't keep the light on. We got to work together. If I'm going to give, you need to give too. And I know it's some women out there who think that the men should just pay for everything. He should buy everything every time he takes her out. No, that's not it. Women, stop doing that. I think you women are letting these social media rappers and stuff get into y'all head saying that the men need to do this the men need to do that you got all his money no sweetie it don't work like that these days it's different we either going 50 50 or we going 60 40 i'm sorry i'm helping out in my relationship 
I'm not a, I'm not about to have nobody stressed and depressed. And we may not even be stressed and depressed, but it's the thought. We're supposed to work together. We are a partner, right? All right. So let's stop trying to say the man need to do this. The man need to, no, you need to do some things too, girl. Y'all got me all worked up over here. I can't with y'all no more. So, but thank you everybody for your interaction with me on this. And the women says that we should marry for love. I think love is still in, man. It's about to be cuddling season. It's almost Thanksgiving. It's almost Christmas. And love needs to come and live. Mm-hmm. Let me see, do I have anything else for you guys? Oh, I do. Um, and I actually have asked Facebook this as well. There were some things that I've heard throughout my life, you know, throughout my young stage of life, even throughout, you know, my, my older years, you know, up until I was in my late 20s. And, um... Stuff that I heard my grandparents said, you know, my mom, you know, my aunts, my uncles. And you look back today and you was like, man, why did they say that? You know, they had a lot of crazy sayings back in the day. And I actually asked some of you guys on Facebook. And um, of course, once again, Facebook proved me wrong. Y'all help me out. So my question was, things that your parents told you not to say or do, you know, things that weren't nice or weren't good, you're not supposed to do it. And maybe sometimes we did went back and do it anyway, but it's just some of the things that was just mind boggling. Like, okay, why did they say not to do this? And still today I'm thinking, well, what's, what's the meaning of this? You know? So one of the things I had was, um, always remember this saying, don't point at a graveyard. Like when you're riding past a graveyard, I, I think when I was a child, I must have always point like, hey, look at that graveyard. And, you know, my grandmother would say, don't point at a graveyard. You're not supposed to point at a graveyard. Well, still to this day, I don't know the answer to that question because I better not ask because I probably would have got popped in my mouth if I did ask. You know, you're not supposed to ask any question. When somebody tell you something back then, you were supposed to believe it. So now I have questions. Anybody out there who is a little older and have the answer to that you should not point at a graveyard, um, please tell me because I want to know. I'm 37 years old and I'm still trying to find that answer. Um, another one was... Um, don't ride by with loud music. So whenever I pass by a graveyard, it's like, it's a sign of respect. And that also carried me throughout when I'm at the drive-thru, you know, because black folks, they say when we go to the drive-thru, we turn the music down um, because we just got to hear, we, we got to get our order right. And I actually saw a meme went around saying that. And I'm like, damn, that's what I do. Like, I got to have full concentration. Or when I'm riding in the car and I got my GPS on and I don't know where I'm going. And I'm cutting everything off. Everything is on low. The heat, the air off, everything is off. Because I need concentration. And I think that stuff just stick with me throughout the years. See how much of an affluence your family can have on you? 
but I had some great influence, so I'm not even mad at her. All right, some of the things that um, my local celebrity says, um, Alex Shackelford, he says that being on the phone when it's thundering, and me and him, we are from the same area, so anytime a storm comes, lightning or thundering, guess what? The TV's off, the radio off, the lights off. I mean, sitting in the Indian style, quiet as a church mouse. You better not say anything. Why? I don't know. Um, we have Lemon again, and he says, um, <laughs> think they are one of your little friends. That's a saying. Um, like, you know, you, you have friends or whatever, and you just think that they're your friend or whatever. Your parents come by and say, well, you think they are one of your little friends. <laughs> and you know, when somebody say little, that means they don't like their ass. <laughs> um, Lizzie Lee says, don't do what I do, do as I say. Yep, we had a lot of that going on. And like I said earlier, you bet not question. You better do it. Just do it. Don't question it. Miss um, Sandy again, she says, lay down with dogs, you will wake up with fleas. And I did her that. So I know a lot of damn people woke up with fleas, <laughs> but I'm not one of them. Um, Asia says, don't say I'm a lie. Mm, you better not say lie. I say lie every now and then. And when I do, I catch myself and I'm like, I have to tell myself, Erica, you are grown. You can say that if you want to. And I hear my oldest son says, and he's almost nine years old. And I'm like, boy, you better say story. Don't say lie. I couldn't say lie. I would get popped in my mouth. Then he was like, why? It's not a bad word. I was like, yes, it is a bad word. So am I wrong for telling him that lie is a bad word? Because I've been so stuck in that all these years. Like my grandmother embedded a lot of things in me that made me scared. I think we should do that more often to these kids. Make them scared. We don't do enough of that these days. That's why they wild and crazy. All right, my homegirl, Sophia, what up from the Queen City? She says, respect will get you places money can't. Girl, absolutely. You got to be a lady in these streets and a freak in the bed. Sorry, I'm just playing. But you do have to have respect. Respect yourself. And that definitely goes a long way. That's like a conversation I had with someone um, they were like, um, if your friends are whores and you hang out with them, does that make you a whore? Mm, in my opinion, it doesn't. Because if you know who you are, what are you doing? You don't interact with that. You don't make yourself out to do what they do. Then people will recognize that. Look, okay. I've been in places with you know, multiple women at one time, you know, we went out and just have fun, we just eat and have drinks. And um, I've had some friends in my life, you know, always single, always mingling, always looking, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, I've always been occupied. I've always been in relationships. So I've never really been out there. But um, we can be at the restaurant or hanging out in the club and the guys will come up to them and no guy won't come at, you know, come up to me and not because, you know, I don't look good, but 
I'm fine. I'm sexy as hell. I know I got it. I'm good. But it's just the way that I conduct myself. I don't do, I don't show any signs of, hey, I'm available. And people respect that. And I learned that. Like a lot of guys respect that. Um, when I go out, yes, they look at me. Like Even when I'm with my husband, they look. But I have that look on my face like, I'm taken, don't disrespect me. I'm not that type of woman. And also, I'm not going to take any drinks or anything from any guy who's in the club because I don't want him to think that it's something. I don't want to lead him on. So I conduct myself. And I think if you conduct yourself in a proper manner, then you won't be a bird in that flock. See what I'm saying? All right. Um, I think we have something else on the left. I mean, on the list. I don't know why I keep saying left. Um, my other classmate, Martine Small, she says, keep on laughing at people. It'll catch you one day. And I've heard people say that too. Um, that's the same thing called as karma. You know, it may not come on you next week, next month, next year, 10 years. But I guarantee it will come on you. And that's why I hate bullying. I do not like that these kids are being bullied in school. Um, they're coming home and or they're killing themselves. I don't like it. I really don't. And, and I know it's hard to say parents need to speak up and talk to their kids because a lot of time parents do speak up and talk to their kids. Um, a lot of kids also feel that they can't talk to their parents or they're too afraid to talk to their parents and they just keep it to themselves. And I really hate that. But I have never picked on anyone or, you know, laugh at anyone, whether it's they had on a, a lower sh pair of shoes or something, you know, was mismatched or something had a hole in it. Like I've never been that person because it is not nice. And I believe that if you do mean things, mean things will come back to you. So I've always been very nice to everyone because you never know people you never know what they're going through and just by you being nice or just even a smile to that person it could bring so much greatness to their life and um that was all that i had for that um i do want to give you guys something i normally don't do current events but this one right here struck a chord with me today and um i didn't like it at all but i think i want to go ahead and tell you guys about it so i had got this report from in was it nba or cbs and it goes and it says media takeout and it goes and it says it's a picture of Kevin Durant and Sin Santana. Now, we know Sin Santana dated Joe Budden, who is a, a big podcaster, um, a TV personality. And Sin is a, a TV personality, too. Um, she was actually starred on Love and um, Loving Hip Hop New York. And um, Sin actually was um, messing around with Erica Mena. Um, and I'm sure you all know who Erica Mena is. Um, you heard her name out there as well. And so now she, you know, she had got pregnant with, um, Joe Budden's baby. Um, they were this couple and at first I really wasn't feeling it, but 
I was like, you know, they really look cute together. You know, maybe she got her shit together because she is younger than Joe, of course. And then when I found out that she was pregnant, I'm like, oh my God, you know, they're going to have a baby and, you know, they move in together. And now I'm thinking maybe they get married, but nope, they broke up. And I'm like, damn. And the way that they broke up was like, it was crazy. And I'm like, okay, so what the hell is going on here? So once they broke up, she told the media, she said she did what was best for her mental health, for peace and for her son, and that she made the best decision by leaving that relationship. And her son and her is very amazing. Now, I was a little bothered by this because I know Joe don't mess with nobody. Um, I actually like Joe. I love his podcast. I think he's a very dope person. And quite frankly, I'm going to just say, I'm going to put it out. I think Sin was an opportunist. Yeah, I think she was an opportunist. Um, she saw Joe and, you know, she had this baby for him. And boom, now all of a sudden he's not good enough for her. I mean, look, I had loved Joe when he was on Love and Hip Hop with his long, 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 long time girlfriend, Tahiri. And I like Tahiri. I really did. He didn't have a baby for her, but he went and had a baby with Sin Santana. So back to my story, her and KD, Kevin Durant, has something going on and apparently this has been a relationship prior to joe and once her and joe had got together um you know she kind of put everything on hold with everyone and then she got with joe but her with kevin durant it seems a little odd it just doesn't seem right you know but who am i to judge um just don't get a pregnant kevin that's all I can say. And like I said, y'all know, I don't like talking about people. I really don't like doing this whole current event stuff. But that one kind of touched me because I really don't like the way that she did Joe. Like I said, I don't know what happened in their relationship. But in my opinion, from listening to Joe and his podcast and how he are, you know, on TV, I don't think that he done anything wrong. I think it's all on her. You know, she's young, of course. And think she's just looking for an easy life yeah i said it she's an opportunist right all right guys make sure you follow me um on twitter at erica jones with a z on the end on instagram at e and friends pod make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and i have given you the best 50 minutes of your life i am your host model e thank you for tuning in to another bi-weekly episode see you next time guys